0: So we are continuing in the first epistle of John. Uh, We had a series, we're gonna have a series of five, we already had three. Today we will have, uh, uh, we will be going through first epistle of John chapter three and four. Um, We started with by this we know, Uh, our brother Alan brought that up to us a few weeks back. Walking in God's light, our brother Paul, uh, Hagen and practicing in God's truth. It was uh, uh, mentioned by our brother John Denning. And like I said, I'll be going through living in God's love and next week sharing in God's victory by our brother Kevin uh, Davis. So i like to ask a question first. What is the second commandment? If anybody could just say the second commandment. Okay? (laughs) Uh, That's the first one. The second one is love your neighbor as yourself. Right? And I was wondering and I was thinking about this and I said, what could that be if we didn't have the first commandment? Is that going to help us in any way? Right? Just loving your neighbor from no place. But we go back to the first commandment. And let me read that. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the laws and the prophets. I want to go back a few weeks and just mention a few things that our brother Alan did. Um, he did the statistics, right? and he he went through the topics that we just we were discussing, including today and next week. and uh, it was based on his statistics, and I trust Alan because you know, who else could do that uh better than Alan um, that these words, and i'm I'm specifically now talking about love because love is what I'm going to be talking about today is mentioned so many times in 1st Epistle of John, 2nd and 3rd John also, uh, in comparison to other books. Um, So it's mentioned a lot, and you wonder why it's being brought up so much to us. You know, Um, love by God, love from us to others, especially the brethren, but that does not say that we cannot love everybody else. We have to love everybody else outside of the church family as well. So this is this is a great thing. It's just a reminder over and over and over again by God to us. Um, so I was thinking about a story and I'd like to share the story with you. Uh, the story goes like this. There was a, a Baptist church that was looking for a pastor and the uh, hiring committee at, the, at that church Vetted two candidates, and uh, one of the candidates spoke on a Sunday morning, and it, everybody was, wow, he's a great speaker. And within themselves, even the congregation, they said, he is the man that God is going to uh, put in our church to lead our chapel, our, our church. And they, the hiring committee met with the pastor, and they told him, you are the man that God has for us to be our pastor and shepherd here at the church. So the first Sunday he came up, he's uh, walked up the pulpit, um, opened his Bible, and preached a powerful uh, sermon um, that was biblically sound. And it was theologically accurate. And it was applicable for the church family, the congregation for every day's life. People sitting down, they were just amazed at the message, and they said, "This is him. This is what we want." And they, uh, the uh, deacons of the church, went and they told him that he's going to be our, you know, doing the uh, uh, being the pastor of the church. So the next Sunday comes, it goes up to the pulpit. He opens his Bible. He gives a great message, powerful sermon. Biblically sound, theologically accurate, and was applicable to the congregation and those around. So, but it was the same message. It wasn't any different the message than he gave the week before. They didn't mind it. The congregation said, well, it's great. It's a refresher. We could use that, as, you know. <laughs> Third Sunday comes, comes to the pulpit, and the same thing. He gives the same exact message. Now, how would you feel about that? You know, their eyes were rolling, and they went. The congregation went to the uh, deacons of the church, and they said, "If we have the audacity to preach the same message again, you know, it's not going to work out. You got to talk to him." So they agreed to say, "Well, let's wait till the next Sunday." The next Sunday comes, and it's the same exact message. Exact message. Now, the deacons said to the pastor, We'd like to meet with you. So he invited him to the office and he said, How can I help you? And they said, You know, we have a great message and it's great, but is that the only message you have for us? He took his glasses off and he put his hand, he's sitting down and he said, I do. I have many more messages, but when the church started doing what the message is about. Then I'll go to the next one. And and it reminds me of what we have here in John. And throughout the Bible, right? Throughout the Bible, God indicates how much he loves us, how much he cares for us. And in First John chapter 3 and 4, it's repeated over and over and over again. You know? And uh, it's for us because God has shown us his love. And because of his love to us, his expectation is that we love others. And that's his command, that we, uh, that we love others. So again, I, I think, um, okay, so here we go. <laughs> Thank you, John. Um, so I'm going to read from uh, 1 John chapter 3. I'm going to start with, chapter, with verse 11. Uh, For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of the wicked one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder his brother? Because his works were evil and his brother's righteous. Do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you and we know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Verse 16. By this we know love by this we know love because he laid down his life for us and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has this world's good and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and truth. And by this we know that we are of the truth and shall shall assure our heart before him. For if our hearts, if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. And knows all things. Beloved, if our heart do not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him. Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Verse 23. And this is his commandment. That we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. And love one another as he gave us commandments. Now, he who keeps his commandment abides in him, and he in him. And by this, we know that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. First John chapter 4, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who know, who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten son into this world, that we might live through him. In this love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be our propitiation for our sin. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we, if we love one another, God abides in, in us, and his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Verse 15, whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love has been perfected amongst us in this, that we may have boldness in a day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If someone say, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. and For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he have not seen? And this is the commandment we have from him, from Him that we that He who loves God must love His brother also. So I'm gonna I'm gonna basically try to scroll through these real fast because of time. But I think this is a very important topic for us as Christians and our way of life. You know, this morning we were talking about. Living uh, God's love and how we treat others, how we treat our brothers and sisters wherever we may be. Um, in the first few verses that were we read in 1 John three eleven, uh, it it talks about uh, this message from the beginning. This is when Christianity came, but you know the message is has been always there, right? The love of God has always been there, all the New Testament, but for this topic, we're going to talk about the New Testament uh, when Christ was here on earth, Um, that we should love one another, right? Uh, That's what we were taught to uh, do. Um, So here we have um, Cain. I mean, why did Cain come in the picture when we're talking about love, right? And how could we compare the things that he did to his brother Abel? He killed him, right? to us hating somebody. You know, God is comparing the two basically almost the same, right? Um, So we're not talking about love that we, uh, this world experience. We're talking about different kind of love. We're talking about divine love. We're talking about the love that God has given us when we come to know the Lord as a savior. It's not a love between husband and wife or a friend or a family member. It's a love that God has given us through his love for us. And we need the Holy Spirit to help us, you know, as Christians to to abide by that love and and love others. So we know that here Cain, uh, his ways were unrighteous, wicked ways. And we know that this world hates wickedness, uh, hates righteousness, and and they prefer to go with wickedness. And and if we mention that in, um, we could read that in, uh, for, for matthew um, and this is the condemnation i'm sorry john 319 that the light has come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil um, so whatever Cain offered um which was from the the grounds um, you wonder if if god will have accepted this if if it's if he wasn't wicked, if he was like his brother. In Hosea six, six it says, For I desire mercy, not sacrifice, and acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offering. So God doesn't need anything from us. He doesn't need the the sacrifices that are being offered, whether it's an ox or cow or whatever it is. He just needs our heart. And and we could see from Cain that uh, from yeah, Cain that his ways were wicked. And and then here, the motive is not a real act. If you hate your brother, it's, you're not killing your brother. But in God's eyes, I mentioned before, sin is sin, right? Whether In God's eyes, if you think of somebody and you want to, oh, I wish something happened to him. I wish he's in an accident. I wish he's is dead. It would be the same in God's eyes. But that, you know, it's not going to happen. Most Most likely that's not going to happen but we need to love others the way we love ourselves. And then we, uh, one more verse here that i like to read is um, talking about, you know, murdering. If we hate our brother, God treats it as murdering. You remember what Jesus said? Just a little comparison. I thought it'd be important to say it. 5.28, Matthew 5.28. But I say to you that whosoever looks at a woman to lust for after her, committed adultery with her in his heart. So here's just a little example, you know, that certain things we do, even if we don't do them, God still might consider that as a sin. So we need to be very careful as Christians. And then when we do that, we need to confess our sins. God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, as noted in 1 John 11, 9. Okay, the next verses talks about love in action, uh, and uh, and believing in God, obeying God's commandments, and loving others. Um, the Lord has given us the ultimate, ultimate. We you know remember the Lord this morning and His sacrifice for us. He gave the ultimate uh, example of love by laying down His love, His uh, life for us. He laid it down for us. What Christ did was obviously the opposite. We can't compare, but he did the opposite of what Cain did. And uh, that's a great love, what he did. He laid down his life for us. So he laid down his life for us in verse 16. So if if verse 16 is the most that we could do as Christians, and then verse 17 would be the least that we could do. And what is that? Helping others in need. If there's a need, somebody who need, that could need use our help, whether it's food or, or monetary. I mean, obviously sometimes we, in this time we we have to be very careful how we give money to some people if we wanna help them. You know, they could go and buy drugs or whatever for not a good reason, but we could help them in in various ways. And I as as an elder here at the chapel, if if you think you're gonna need and and you have somebody in mind. You could talk to us because we really wanted to help other people if if we can you know it's it's you know we, we have this you know adore god uh care for one another and help uh serve the communities right this is trbc's uh, belief so please don't hesitate to come talk to me or one of the elders and we could work something out if you cannot do it um we should not love in words or tongue. I mean, when we when we say to somebody, I love you, let's mean it. That's that As a, a way of living God's love is we need to do things from our heart. We need to do it based on God's love for us. And we want to bring that love to others as well. We should not love in words or deeds, but rather in deed and in truth. Uh, word or in tongue, I'm sorry, but rather in deed and in truth. By practicing this real and active love to our brothers and sisters, we shall know that we are of the truth, and this will assure our, our hearts as we come before him in prayer. God is greater than our hearts, and we know, and he knows all things. Uh, we could approach God anytime. He's, there's no time any day, night, morning. Sometimes we get up at night and he gives us an opportunity to speak to him for whatever reason. He's open for us anytime. When we keep his commandment, we abide in him, and he in us. It's a it's a it's a to live close critical critical relationship with the savior. When we are in true fellowship with him, uh, he makes his will our own will. When we love God, his will becomes our will. When we love him with all our heart, like, like we, when we read in the beginning. And verse 23 seems to summarize all the commandments of the New Testament. It speaks of our duty uh, to God and to our fellow Christians. Going to 1 John chapter 4. Love one another because God loves us. So what I did here is I have just a comment, and then I'm going to read some of these verses one by one, and it shows how God loved for us. I mean, the ultimate sacrifice that he did by giving his son and what is his expectation from us. Here, John uh, resumes the subject of love for one another. He emphasized that love is a duty consistent with the character of uh, character and love of God. As I mentioned before, John is not thinking again of, of love that this world offers between husband and wife or uh, family member, but it's a love that God has given us through his spirit to others. The word God is love Uh, are well worth all the languages in earth and heaven we hear that a lot some people just say it but we really gotta understand that god is love and and beyond that we could see what he did for us so i'm gonna just go through these little little fast here verses 7 to 14 beloved let us love one another for love is of god for love is of god in this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his son, his only son, uh, into the world that we might live through him. In this love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Mm. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Mr. So here said to again. Repeat, repeat, repeat. You know, and it's a reminder, just that like that story. We need to uh, abide by these in our daily life as Christians, because He has given us of His Spirit. We are indwelt with the Holy Spirit when we come to know the Lord as our Savior. Um, and then John also indicate that, and we have seen and testify the Father has sent the Son, sent the Son as a Savior of the world. Uh, John and other disciples were there when the Lord Jesus, uh, you know, was with them and when he died on the cross. Uh, And then I I could be reminded, you know, on Easter Sunday, we we had the topic of different people and one of them was Thomas, right? And Thomas didn't believe until he saw. And what did the Lord Jesus say to him? He said, uh, because uh, thou hast seen me, Thou believe, blessed they who have not seen and have believed. You know, that's you and me again, you know. Uh, We have not seen, but it's by faith uh, that we believe. He he opened our hearts, our minds to understand his love. And then again, there's really nothing that we could do uh, in our own. It is God, what he did for us from, from the beginning. He loved us. And it's faith. It's not works. It's not... Given money or sacrifice or anything like that, it's it's uh, at Ephesians two eight for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourself. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. Um, one of the uh, verses here speaks about he and him, and John is bringing up the topic of God and His Son, the Lord Jesus. And then in places it talks about the spirit. So we have the deity of God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Romans 10.9, that if we confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And then we the very familiar verse that we have, that we we'll see it all over, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only and begotten Son, but whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Living in God's love. Okay, so I wanted to do was, I wanted to say the do's and don'ts of living in God's love, but it was taking a long time and and it it's it required a lot of verses. There's a lot of do's that we could do as as Christian when we walk this life, when we live as Christian, and there's a lot of don'ts, right? So, so I, I just... Put you know, put some comments, and I'm gonna read. You know, actually, the last night I was doing this studying, and and the Lord put few verses in my heart that would really, really apply to what this topic is all about, yeah. as living in God's love. Mm-hmm. But let me just read these. Um, we know that God as, living as living in God's love. that is, we know that God. God's love is the only love that never fails and falters. And I'm going to be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 13 after I finish these thoughts. Living in God's love is knowing his love and mercy is given to you and me even before you chose him. Uh, he chose to love him. And while we were still sinners, um, Romans 5, 8 said, but God demonstrated his own love toward us that while we were sinners, still sinners, Christ died for us. Then, as uh, living in God's, uh, living in the love of God is, um, this includes living in God's love. You, You are agreeing. You are agreeing. This is tough, okay? This is really tough. But you are agreeing to his will and whatever it is that he has planned for you. It may be difficult for us may be difficult for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Some people may take it different than others, right? But when we deal with somebody that we love who passes away, when we have somebody we love uh, that is very sick, we lose our jobs, we lose our home or financial situation, whatever reason, as Christians and living in God's love, we need to basically accept it. Um, it Um, I have a, yeah, okay. So I have the verse, it's coming up. I didn't want to let that go by. Um, Alan, again, spoke about, when he spoke, he spoke about certain things. And, and, you know, the first thing that comes in my mind uh, when he mentioned it, uh, as Christians, you know, we have our spiritual ups and downs. And, you know, the first thing as a, an elevator consultant, that's what I think about. You go up and down the elevator. And the same way with spiritual, right? As spiritual as Christians, we have our ups and downs, right? The highs and lows. We have discouragement sometimes, and maybe a lot of times. And, and some doubts and so, and so on. You know. Remember, we are eternally secure in God, with God. Remember that we need each other. Um, and living in God's love requires us to encourage each other, pray for each other, lift each other up, and so forth. 1 Thessalonians five eleven. Therefore, encourage one another, and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. And there is more verses about encouragement, but we really need to encourage one another. You know, yeah. living in God's Love signifies living with a secure future. That We have to accept that. This is the verse that I'd like to read. Um, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, a net to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. We really need to put our trust and faith in him in such a way that whatever comes in our way, we accept it. You know, be thankful for good and bad, we are told, right? And everything give thanks. So living in God's love, you no longer need to look around or wander around in search of a meaning in your life. God is the one who gives us meaning. God is the one who gave us eternal life because of what his son did on that cross of Calvary. Now, um, again, like I said, I wanted to put the do's and don't, but I think this passage will sum it all up. And I'm going to read it. It's from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, living in God's love. This is just a, though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but have no love. I have become like sounding brass or clanging simple. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And though I have all faith, so that I would remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profit me nothing. Do we know somebody that might be like that? are we in similar circumstances? You know, it's between you and God, but our prayer is that these are not the cases. When we do something, we do it from the heart and, and with loving God first. Verse four. Okay, I have a list of things that we need to follow. And I think it sums, you know, all the things that I was thinking in my head. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not buffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoice in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Beautiful, isn't that? Is that as living in God's love? These are the things that we should do. And then just a couple of words in verse eight. Love never fails. Love never fails. And verse 13, and now abide uh, faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. May the Lord our God help us to know his love, and his will for us in our lives. And may he help us to walk in his light and to continue to practice his truth and to help us live in his love so we could share in his victory. Let's pray. God, Father, we just want to... Thank you so much for for your love for us, for what you had done. Uh, you sent your Son, the Lord Jesus, to die on the cross for us, and uh, we just pray as as we had heard these thoughts that each one of us, me included, to abide by your love and to to love those that may be difficult to love in in my life, and our lives. We pray that you draw us closer to you, Lord, in such a way that. Uh, all the things we do might be pleasing to you, Lord, and uh, especially to live in your love. Make it a part of our life, Lord, that and this is your will for us. We thank you so much for your words and, and these uh, reminders that you have given us here in First John. Thank you again. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.